You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to this week 12 episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. Back with me this week is my regular co-host... Marcus Henson, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well. I mean, yeah, how well was Desi last week? That was, she was amazing. She was a more than suitable stand-in, my friend. Oh, more than suitable stand-in. I don't like that. That sounds ominous. (laughs) Yep, for whom the bell tolls. (laughs) (laughs) Can't get rid of me. No. You guys love me out there, don't you? I'm sure they do, but to be fair, I love you too, buddy, so I wouldn't get rid of you just yet. It's just handy to have such a great um, co-host to stand in for you when you're away, and possibly maybe next time we'll get Michelle Marshall. Ah, you're just lining them up now. (laughs) Trying to, buddy, trying to. But, you know, now you're back, we can spitball about the LFL. Join us after this short break for our roundup of the clash between Chicago and Omaha. How does an athlete reach the pinnacle of the LFL? Performance training. Focus. Yet ever active. In their community. Film study. Practice. In superb condition, leading a healthy lifestyle. I'm an LFL athlete. Are you? We come on now to our game review of Omaha versus Chicago at Toyota Park, Chicago's first home game of the season. And we're going to start with the score, Chicago 66, Omaha 0. I think with that said, it's best we don't concentrate too much on the game until we have our guest on. But Marcus, what kind of key players or or key moments can you take from what happened this weekend? Let's face it, there's definitely some troubles in Omaha. This is very much deja vu back to last year, but you know what you can only beat who's put in front of you and Chicago did a great job of that both offensively and defensively some of the the people that they brought in particularly are definitely standing up on a a pretty new Chicago or new look Chicago team yeah for sure and some of those players I think you're mentioning there is on offense you've obviously got Aussie quarterback Jacinda Barkley who I think she's really progressing nicely in that offense And of course, we've got to mention their great finder, middle linebacker, Kristen Morrison. Yeah, definitely. Kristen there, I I think if she keeps moving the way she does and uh, sort of enforcing herself upon the game, you know, she could have a a nice sneaky look into being maybe rookie of the year. For sure. Yeah, she's definitely got kind of uh, player of the year stats going on and the way she keeps going. If she performs in the big games, then she really is creating a name for herself. On the Omaha side, we know Omaha has a lot of talent, but perhaps they just need either better coaching staff or more coaching, something along those lines just to help them with their their game day approach, knowing situations, things like that. Although they did get a nice sack on Jacinda Barkley from a corner blitz. But that's enough about Omaha. Joining us on the show now to help with our game review is one of the best ever running backs to play in the LFL and linchpin to that Chicago offense, Christelle Ferrari Harris. Welcome back to the show, Christelle. Oh my God, the intro was ridiculous. Are you guys sure you're talking about me? Absolutely. I can't think of anyone else that's a Ferrari. Oh my goodness. I'm blushing from ear to ear right now. (laughs) How are you guys doing? We're doing very good. Thank you very much. Excellent. 
since the last time we spoke, it was quite early on in the season. And I'm sure a lot of people like ourselves would have seen you and the Chicago Bliss on the reality series pretty strong. What was it like having cameras follow you? It was an amazing experience, a wonderful opportunity, Oxygen and LFL partnering together. It was phenomenal. You know, it was a it was a really good time. With the pressure, of course, with the show and the season, however, would you say that affected the team's performance in any way? I would say, you know, as far as like practices and making sure we were prepared, you know, to be able to practice and have all those cameras around us going crazy about, you know, hair and makeup at all times, that... Yeah, I could say it affected us a bit in that aspect. There also seemed to be quite a bit of infighting on the show. I mean, how much of that was for the camera? Or was there actually a bit of a, a rift on in the team? Our team at that time, all of those girls, we had been playing together for five years or, or more as that one unit. So there is a little drama there, unspoken drama that, you know, just kind of came unveiled as, you know, as the show went on. I wouldn't say it was made up. I say it was just kind of brought to the forefront. Looking back at last year, unfortunately, you fell short uh, in the Legends Cup final. But what lessons Mm -hmm. would you say you learned from last season? Uh, The lesson that I would say is just always making sure you're prepared. Always, you know, never take a team lightly, like our coach says, you know, and just completely just buy into the system. Be coachable, be at practice on time, just do the intangibles, you know, the stuff that people don't want to talk about. You have to do all that stuff to keep that championship rolling. And so far this year, our team has been doing just that. Talking about this season, actually, uh, we understand you missed the New England game with a bit of an injury. Uh, Has that fully healed up now? And are you back to uh, full speed? I was dealing with, uh, well, I still am dealing with a lateral meniscus. It's kind of tender, nothing's torn. And, you know, our coaches just wanted to, you know, do a good job of making sure I stay healthy. And it it was honestly just a very humbling experience. You know, my team without me went down there and scored 77 points. You know what I mean? So I was heartbroken. Sitting at home, I was heartbroken and I was, you know, a little frustrated. I was like, you know, I have to get back out there. I got to do what I have to do to get healthy and stay healthy and, you know, help my team. And then also knowing that if something else like that happens, you know, Lord forbid, that, you know, our team can handle it. We can handle it. We have the guns on our roster to get the job done, regardless if I'm playing or not. This Saturday saw you face off against Omaha. How do you prepare for a game like that, bearing in mind how easily you've beaten them the last couple of years? You prepare for them just like you play in any other team. That's the weird thing about football. You know, any given day, people can fall in football. You know, it takes one or two turnovers or drop balls or one stop, and the game could be totally a different way. So you have to prepare maybe even harder for teams like the Omaha because, you know, when you have a team that has nothing to lose, they're going to play until the clock hits zero, and we respect them for that. Respect aside, it was an absolute annihilation by you guys beating up on Omaha. But how happy were you with your individual and the team's performance? Well, individually, I feel like it's still some more stuff I need to work on to master you know, the things that I do on the field, I'm just not quite there yet. And that's okay. You know, it's time to pick it up, pick up the speed. You know, when we come around to play in Atlanta, you know, I have to be at 100%. As far as the team, the team is clicking, it's rolling, it's pushing on all cylinders. We have players this first years and they're just stepping up and they're doing phenomenal jobs. And we just got to keep that momentum, momentum going.
we can keep that up, you know, you'll see us in the playoffs and again in the championship this year. I'm glad you mentioned some of the new players, actually, because this year you have a new quarterback in Jacinda Barkley. What's she been like to play with? She is a raging lunatic. I mean, she is absolutely crazy. And we love and respect her for that. I mean, she brings the the passing game, you know, which everybody knows we struggle with in the past. And no, you can't replace Miss Heather, the rock star first. But, you know, she's a great addition to our team. She's a great leader. She's a great vocal leader. And, um, I mean, I'm just excited to be able to play with her. And we're having a great time with Miss Jacinda. That's the hard questions over with. But we'd like to finish with some fun quickfire questions, if that's okay. What is the most played song on your game day playlist? I would speak for our whole team. Probably The World's Greatest by R. Kelly. Nice choice, nice choice. What would you rather be for one day? Queen of England or President of the United States? I don't know. That's a really tough question because I really love and admire Barack and I think it would be awesome to hang out in the White House with the Obama family. Um, But I also think that... You know, the queen is a big diva, and I'm sure she has, like, a glam squad that's, like, a hundred people, and I would love to be a queen for a day and, like, wear all the jewelry and the big hair and all that. So that's a tough question. I'm going to have to go. I don't don't know if I can pick one of those. Give me another one. (laughs) No worries. What word would you say best describes you? I don't know. I'm I'm loving. I'm very loving. I have a a big heart. I would have to say loving. Nice. Now, where is the best place to eat in Chicago? Honestly, I would have to say my house. I can cook pretty (laughs) good. So if you're ever in Chicago, stop by my house. If not, you have to go to Mama Pearl's place. It's off of uh, Pershing and Michigan. It's on the south side of Chicago. It's all-you-can-eat soul food buffet. That sounds good. I may have to look that up next time I'm out in Chi-Town. Oh, yeah, it's the bomb. Make sure you take me, though. (laughs) You have to take me. That's a done deal. Now, which teammate has surprised you most with their performances this year? JaVale is doing a great job. She's learning a lot of different positions. She had a really great game, the game I had to sit out. She will be the future of the Chicago Blitz. That's a big statement right there. And speaking of big statements... Left the biggest question to last. When the dust is settled and all is said and done, will Chicago be the Legends Cup champions? We will be the champs this year. We are foaming at the mouth. You know, we want revenge. We are doing what we need to do to put the players in position. And that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? That's the end result. So, yes, Chicago will be the champs this year. We're going back to the Legends Cup. Sadly, that is the end of the interview but before we let you go um, we'd like to give you the mic for a 10 second shout out it can be to thank fans family or even if you wanted to talk smack about your next opponents the mic is yours i would like to give a special shout out to all of team ferrari i had a house full of people from texas all the way up to chicago throughout the midwest this weekend for my game And I just really appreciate everybody coming out and showing their support. And Chicago, put those guns down because that's a huge issue here in Chicago. And uh, thank you guys for having me on. Thank you for joining us on the show again today, Christelle. It has been a real pleasure. Thank you, guys. You're always awesome. And I can listen to you guys talk all day long. The world's fastest growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to play football. 
intensity, beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain access into locker rooms inside the huddle. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give 100%. And fully games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action. We now are on to the part of the show when we look ahead at this week's matchup. And you know what? I've been looking forward to this one in a while. You know, LA versus Atlanta. First time these two teams have ever met. And of course, there's a little bit of extra rivalry here at LFO Talk because as Adri is a, a quite a prominent LA Temptation fan and myself, a diehard Atlanta Steam fan, this is going to be good. What are your thoughts on the game, Adri? Um, well, firstly, I'm wondering whether with that in mind, we, we should have some kind of wager or dare slash bet on the actual outcome of this game. We'll have to think about that one. But I do just want to say I'm expecting it to be an absolute slugfest. I mean, when you think of the trenches, these are probably the two of the best teams in the trenches. You've got Hansen, you've got Hewitt, you've got Wojowski, you've got Pennell. They're going to be hitting each other every play. Really looking forward to seeing what happens there. From an Atlanta point of view, They've got to take away those running lanes for Naz Johnson, pressure Caldwell, and personally, I would put Petrozello on Schmidt all day, take her out of the game as well. What about yourself, Marcus? Yeah, I mean, my keys to the game, kind of amount that. LA needs to establish its quarterback early in this game. I'm not a big fan of this dual quarterback system, so they need to stick with whichever quarterback's going to be hot. Okay, fair enough taking them out if they you know, not working, but... They've got to keep to one quarterback. On defense, they need to follow their assignments and execute. Uh, too many mistakes against the likes of, say, Austin and Dallas. Uh, Atlanta, you're right. They do need to contain Naz Johnson, her speed, but also that quarterback running option. On offense, they need to establish Brittany Demery early. LA has struggled against the run all year, and I feel that is where they could actually have a great matchup. Thinking about strategy then, to help us look at this crucial playoff potential game, Please welcome to the show, head coach of the Atlanta Steam, Dane Robinson. Welcome to the show, coach. What's up, guys? How you doing? Uh, we are doing very well, thank you. Now, we had you on the show last year. Since that time, Atlanta went to the playoffs for their third consecutive year with a winning record. However, kind of went a bit awry in the conference championship game. How do you sum up all your efforts from last year? Honestly, full transparency, we were a fractured group. You know, um, we were trying to assemble, you know, a, a lot of group of athletes and amazing individuals, but it, it didn't quite come together um, as we expected it and as we planned on it, just based off of trust and leadership and everything like that. And I think, honestly, the best thing that happened to uh, the Atlanta team, uh, as long as this program has been around, was uh, August 15th of last year. And to get your, uh, to get your ass whooped like that will definitely uh, shine some perspective on some things as far as uh what we needed to do going into 2016 to make this a better whole group and better team uh, to really kind of get over this hump. Uh, Cause we, you know, we've been to the playoffs, you know, every season uh, we've been in existence, but you know, we have to, we always been known to not uh, go as far in the playoffs or get to the point uh, where we needed to. And um, you know, it definitely for us, this season was a lot better for us to put together just 
another cohesive unit, um, bringing back Adrian, bringing back Dina and Lauren, and then adding in, you know, a lot of the free agents and everything. And then you always have Dakota Hughes, um, which is, you know, just a, a blessing uh, to have her uh, a part of this organization so that we're on the right track this season. I was wondering, Coach, on that note with your off season and some of the free agent recruitments you've made, can you discuss sort of how they came about and talk to us about some of the individuals you managed to pick up this year? Yeah, um, like I said, you know, as soon as we got back on that plane from Chicago last year, um, you know, like I said, I think that was the very best thing that could have happened to this organization because it, it really forced uh, me uh, to look at, you know, how am I going to build this thing to where we can really be a true viable uh, elite team in this league? Because I believe, and I, and I had no problem saying it, uh, you know, and I've told my ladies this plenty of times, especially in the off season, uh, that we were a mediocre team. You know, our record is just a reflection of that. And the last time uh, outside of this past Omaha game of what the LFL remembers us was that performance in Chicago. So we were a three and three mediocre team. Um, and to get over that, you know, I didn't want to as much as we, we enjoy you know, the recruiting process as far as uh, rookies and seeing them develop within, you know, um, every program and within the LFL system. I knew this upcoming season, I couldn't hinge the success of the Atlanta team on the development of rookies. You know, we have some great rookies that have definitely uh, done some great things uh, and have seen the field uh, thus far. But I was really like, OK, I'm going to hit the free agent wire hard. So I definitely, you know, made a lot of phone calls, shot a lot of text messages, a lot of emails. And it landed, you know, um, through conversation of, I, you know, I would hear from, hey, so-and-so is not happy with such team or, you know, is interested in speaking more to you. And then I'd kind of capitalize on it. So um, that led to, I think, our, our two biggest acquisitions free agent-wise. Teresa Petrozulo, I've coached against her when she was in Toledo and then Omaha. And then, um, you know, got a chance to actually meet her when uh, she was spending in Seattle. And she's, you know, good friends with, uh, you know, a lot of the ladies on the team. So it was a, just a very good and easy conversation. And she's very, um, you know, leader by doing. Um, she's not a big talker, but I really, really welcome that into this group uh, that she just wants to go out there, play football, do whatever she can for this team. And it was a great mix of great athlete and good person. Um, and then, you know, um, the other acquisition with uh, Brittany Demery, um, it was in critical for us to have a great uh, running back presence, um, you know, as far as a bigger, sizable running back to balance out the past attack that we had with Dakota, because people were just literally hinging on the fact that we were going to put the ball in the air and made us very easy to defend that way. So uh, as soon as we had uh, Brittany into the lineup and we saw that she could do some things at the running back position, um, you know, we definitely coached her hard on the technique of it into following blocks and reading blocks and then letting her natural ability kind of take over from there. Uh, and it's worked out so well so far. This season, you you actually had till June to prepare for that first game. I mean, how did that extra time assist you in getting the team ready? You would have thought that we would have started a lot later uh, than we did. Um, but as you know, once again, it just goes back to that that August game. You know, we spent probably about two months of downtime, if that, and then uh, we got back to it very early. I think with some of the uh, rookies um, before open tryouts, I had them practicing uh, end of October, and then you know we started OTAs in November. So if you add in October, November, December, January, February. March, April, May, and then finally the game in June. Um, you know, it's uh, I just knew that we had to really push this team into a, a different stratosphere. We had to, I had to ask more and I asked more of my coaches. I asked more of myself. I asked more of uh, my friends and my family around me. I asked more of the players. I asked more of my leaders that, listen, if we are going to make the Atlanta team an elite team, we are going to put in more. The Atlanta team is in a very good place. You know, we spent a lot of time during those months before our first game, getting through um, a lot of the hassles uh, you go through with the off season, as far as finding out an identity, creating cohesiveness, having 
good practices and bad practices and, you know, going through all those things on the field so that when we got to this juncture, we got to this time where our schedule is going to pick up a lot now. Um, you know, everybody very uh, is very comfortable with one another. There's a flow. You know, I think everybody uh, within this organization very, agrees very much that the Atlanta team is in a very uh, good place as a team within its players, within its coaches, that we can go out in this field and we can execute and just play football. And we saw how well you're playing as a team in the first game as you ripped apart Omaha, finishing up 77 to zero. But how much can you honestly take away from a, a game like that that you win so easily? A whole lot, more than you would think, honestly. Um, you know, I think the first time uh, last season when we played Omaha, uh, me and my coaches weren't all very happy with the way that lopsided score came on out um, because we were playing very sloppy and we did a lot of, uh, we had a lot of mistakes from our end. Um, we got away with it because of, um, uh, you know, for whatever reason, coaching, talent, or whatever from our opposition. This time, everybody uh, looked at it as a, there was a lot of takeaways because, you know, there was good things and bad things, but we didn't do anything special outside of what we ran at practice. You know, that was the remarkable thing about it. Everything you saw on that field is just us doing it against a different opponent in front of a bigger crowd. But those are the things that we were doing at practice, you know, consistently. And it led to a win. It led to us dominating uh, Omaha like we did. So there was a lot that we really took out of that from, you know, proper technique, from proper execution and everything like that. And there was nothing special about it, guys. Like we weren't not trying to run up the score or anything like that. You know, we just happened to look up and, you know, we start to play a fourth quarter. And, um, you know, our ladies and my coaches and myself, we're not going to go out there and not compete. You know, we're going to finish this game all the way until the uh, final whistle blows, uh, no matter what the outcome is at this point. And uh, we just went out there and we just played solid football and we just played Atlanta team forward. We forced our opponent, I think in some retrospects, and that's been our focus. And I think the mantra into the season um, was to not play down to our opponents. We didn't focus on that. We focused a lot on us and our focus was to make our opponents play up to us. Now, LA is known for being a physical team, particularly on the line of scrimmage and also attacking the ball. Are you and the players ready to match that LA fire on game day? Just as much as L.A. is known for being a physical team, um, I, I don't believe that the Atlanta team is known for not being a physical team. What makes up the Atlanta team as far as our DNA, you know, that's uh, alignment, assignment and effort, you know, always being uh, in the right alignment, doing your assignment uh, all the time and giving 100 percent effort. And that effort shows um, a lot on the defensive side of football. But we also believe on the offensive side um, and never taking a play off and everything like that. But um, definitely from the defensive side, we uh, come out with some great aggression and we always look to initiate contact. So um, if they're looking for for, um, as far as LFL fans go and everybody in this league are looking for a good smash mouth football game um, I think you need to uh, look no further than uh, the Atlanta team versus uh, the LA temptation um, but uh, we feel I think this season uh, we do it in the right way you know we do it between the whistles um, you know we're not big into trying to extend that outside um, of that you know we want to send our message you know between the walls between the, the first down markers and uh, between the, you know, the end zones and that's where we're going to get it done we, we can all say that we are really excited about this matchup two teams that have never seen each other you can relax now. The serious questions are over. It's time to have some fun with some quick fire questions if you're ready. I was born ready. Let's do this, man. <laughs> oh, I like the attitude. Well, would you rather have beer and a burger or steak and a nice glass of wine? Ooh, man. You know what? I'm a carnivore either way, but uh, I think right now it's a summertime. Uh, beer and a burger for sure. Would you rather have a day on the beach or a day in the country? 
honestly, neither, man. I, I grew up uh, in, a, in a concrete jungle. I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, and everything like that. So, uh, but day on the beach is cool, but uh, that gets old quick. I'm not really a person in the country or anything like that. But uh, show me some good times, uh, you know, uh, in, a, in a happening downtown spot somewhere or anything like that, like Atlanta or L.A. or, you know, Miami or something like that, and I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Twist on that answer. What is your favorite football memory and it was actually being a coach and being uh, a part of that team that won our first eastern conference championship uh back when the uh, jacksonville breeze was in uh, existence you know that was such an emotional game from start to finish outside of that was my time playing at the university of buffalo and winning uh the school's first football championship and uh going to the school's first bowl game so uh, i think that's you know one and then one a <laughs> both good answers there coach now i have to ask you mentioned there about finding a good time downtown as it were with with a dance club and whatnot but if you had a jam what song would it be I'm very musically diversified, I think. I hear, you know, just coming being a football player, you hear a little rap and rock and alternative or anything like that. I am a big, you know, was it the uh, 90s uh, rap dude, rap guy. You know, I guess the, the irony of a Tupac California love. <laughs> <laughs> What is the best thing about the city of Atlanta? That there's something always happening. I know every city says that, um, but there's always a festival and there's some type of uh, music concert going on. You know, the the area of downtown is kind of small, um, but the expansive uh, different suburbs of it from Midtown to uh, Little Five Points to, um, you know, uh, Virginia Highlands all the way out to where we play out in Duluth and everything like that. There's so many uh, different parts of the Atlanta area that uh, are just have things that, so it's very hard to not find something to do uh in atlanta or in georgia period uh to make it you know through a day or a weekend and everything and plus the food is awesome man food down south it's awesome <laughs> we finish off with with a big question i'm sure everyone will want to hear the answer to and it's kind of a two-parter really firstly is can atlanta win it all this year and aside from the obvious of, of just winning the games, how do you win it all this year? Man, I mean, you, I thought you said all the hard questions were over, but uh, <laughs> yeah, here, here we are. You know, will the Atlanta team, uh, you know, take it all this year? Uh, yes. It's not something that uh, we uh, are wishing or hoping or anything like that. Uh, you know, we just will simply make it happen on the field uh, through our play and also through our leadership and through just being able to, once again, do that one statement, just in the same of forcing our opponents to play up to our level, um, you know, to really focus on just the little small things and not, uh, and, you know, when things go bad, you know, we're not really not going to play perfect all the time. Uh, other teams are going to make their plays. LA, uh, for damn sure, they're going to make their plays. But the fact is that we're going to make uh, more plays than the next group. We're going to make fewer mistakes than our uh, opponents, uh, you know, come game time. You know, and at the same time, like I said, we're going to uh, always give our best effort, you know, 100%. You know, I know it sounds very cliche, um, but the formula, I believe, to winning in football uh, never changes, whether it's NFL, CFL, uh, college, LFL. Those things matter at the end of the day. So the Atlanta team will win it all this year and we will do it simply by uh, just, you know, kind of zipping our lips and just taking care uh, of it on the football field. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to rant and hoot and holler uh, on social media or anything like that. Um, you know, I've kept this group very tight knit within themselves um, and not putting uh, ourselves out there and just kind of, you know, staying towards us, staying in our little foxholes, as I told our players and our coaches, uh, until it's kind of to come out and uh, be on stage and everything like that. And when we have to perform, we'll go back into our foxhole and we'll come back on out. But I think the only time you'll hear us open our mouths 
uh, is come the end of August uh, when we have that Legends Cup uh, in hand. But I know there's uh, at least you know, a couple of teams that will probably have you know something to say otherwise than that because everybody's trying to win a championship. But we're going to uh, try to do it a little bit better than them in all phases of this game from playing all the way down to coaching. So that's how we're going to get it done. Wow. Well said, Coach. But you know what? Take a breath. Take a breath. The questions are over. Relax. Now, you probably know this. Our, our fans out there know this is the part of the show where we hand the mic over to you for 10 seconds to do whatever you want. You can say something to those fans. You can thank those friends and family who stood by you. Or you can chat some smack to those opponents. Coach, the mic is yours. <laughs> I felt like I've had the mic for a while now but with 10 more seconds I, I really just have to continue to thank you know once again all the ladies that uh, have put in uh, so much time and effort to the Atlanta team like I said from the, my veterans all the way down to my rookies uh, where this is their first year and obviously I couldn't get it done uh, without my assistant coaches and everything uh, between uh, my quarterbacks coach Dominique Robinson Carlos Bustamante and obviously my offensive coordinator and assistant uh, head coach Mark White um, you know we are uh, I think a tight brotherhood on this football field and are leading these ladies to do something amazing man uh it's it's great being a, a lfl head coach it has its ups and downs and everything like that uh but man the people i get to be around on a you know a weekly basis uh, i wouldn't trade these people for the world and uh this makes it uh worth all the all the uh time and effort and the blood and sweat and tears that goes in it from everybody man so uh it's it's awesome to be around that group well Thank you for coming on the show today, Coach, and good luck with the rest of the season. Guys, I appreciate you, man. I'm going to keep listening in the car every time, you know, every Thursday when I'm stuck in traffic. I know I'm going to listen to LFL Talk, so there's your, there's your plug right there. <laughs> like your favorite LFL players and teams and receive breaking news stories. The LFL's official Facebook page, facebook.com slash mylfl. Spanhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. To finish off the show, as always, we have our predictions. Marcus, you're back. You get to go first, my friend. <laughs> That's more like it. You know what? This is going to be uh, a high scoring game. I-, I see a lot of points coming here. Both teams are just too well versed in offense to-, to not give up like a good amount of points. However, it would be sacrilege for me not to say Atlanta will win, because I honestly do think they will. So I'm going to go Atlanta 42, LA 21. Big win. Yeah, absolutely. And I hate to agree with you, but I also think Atlanta are going to get the win. But I think it's going to be a lot closer than than your prediction there, because it's going to come down to one big play here or there, maybe even the final drive. A lot of the games recently seem to have been coming down to that, with the exception of obviously a couple of games in the in the East with Omaha and New England. But I'm going for Atlanta 35, LA 28, even though in my heart I want that to be the other way around. Oh, yeah, Atlanta for the win. I like it. I like it. But back to that bet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sort that off air. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe there needs to be some kind of ice bucket challenge or something again. They were quite oh, fun, weren't they? Not with the weather at the moment. It's freezing. <laughs> 
all the more reason, my friend. All the more reason. But we'll we'll think of something. Maybe even get some suggestions from people out there. That could be dangerous. Now, all that remains is for me to thank our two amazing guests, Christelle Ferrari Harris and Coach Dane Robinson. I would also like to thank our producer Mark Taylor from Spamhead Productions. Of course, my amazing co-host. Marcus Henson. Remember, guys, girls, if you want to stay up to date with all of the latest news and articles from around the league, you can by going to LFL360.com. And if you want to check out our past shows or even some of our player interviews, you can by going to LFLTalk.com. Now, until next time, football fans, stay safe, take care, and thanks for stopping by. <laughs>